war in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. At 106, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, dpetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Right at the top, you see, click on listen live, and you can listen live in a very clear uh, stereo, really. Also, try out the 99.9 FM if, in fact, you're listening anywhere near the Providence area. Folks, this portion of the John DePetro Show on this sunny uh, Friday is uh, brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, whether it's lunch, dinner, or Drinks in the lounge, they are waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So, 107, um, 107 on this Friday. And um, that, that's, that's, I, I think it's pretty amazing, the story that's going on up in Boston with the, the Royals in town. And it's, uh, it's turned into be a whirlwind week. So I'm going to touch on that. That's obviously huge. President, right now it's 107. President Biden is coming into Massachusetts. And then, uh, and it's a star-studded event tonight right out uh, at this place right at Fenway Park. Uh, but I want to play the other night. Someone asked me about it. And he's very knowledgeable, Michael Schellenberger. And he talks about homelessness. And he wrote about exactly how the problem became as prevalent as it is in both San Francisco and Los Angeles. So he was on Tucker Carlson the other night, and I'll play a uh, clip of this. Environment and on homelessness, where people that are just, they're radical leftists, they have a radical left-wing view, but they then go and position themselves with an identity as an advocate for the homeless or a climate change activist right? or, you know, a civil rights activist or something that then they use as a way to get legitimacy among the mainstream society, even while advancing goals that are totally yes. anathema to really un- and really aimed at undermining the pillars of civilization. So we see on the environment or on climate change, to give one example, Yes, we know the two fuels that reduce carbon emissions the most are natural gas and nuclear power. Well, those are the two fuels that climate activists are most against trying to stop. <laughs> You see the so same thing. interesting. You see the same thing on addiction. You know that addiction requires, and I have three friends from high school that became homeless addicts. Two are dead. And you know that people that are suffering from addiction, you need an intervention. It's a classic way to deal with a loved one who yes. is suffering from the psychiatric disorder of addiction. Well, th- there's a movement that is aimed at not allowing the interventions to occur. That's basically what's occurred in San Francisco, is that you have people whose addiction lead them to be homeless and living on the street. And the so-called activists, the so-called advocates for the homeless are actively preventing people from getting the medical intervention they need in order to survive and overcome their addiction. It's, it's absolutely remarkable. Um, everything, everything is irony is, or the opposite of what uh, yeah. it appears. To. They're actually making the problems that they are claiming to address worse in each of these yes. cases. Yes. And so, you know, Jordan Peterson often asks, you know, if you don't know the motivation of somebody, then look at the consequences of their actions. 
Well, so the consequences of homeless advocates is to increase homelessness. Yes. The consequence of climate activists has actually been to increase the burning of coal and wood. That's what's going on. We're going to have the biggest year for coal burning um, ever this year. <laughs> and in Europe now, they're destroying their forests to burn wood. Cutting ancient beech forests. That's right. To, and as a tree lover, it's so distressing just on that level. Yes. Um, to me. He is, um, Michael is... As I said, his book, Hero of the Environment, Apocalypse Now, and San Francisco, he is really, really an expert when it comes to homelessness and exactly how, as he was saying, the advocates, a lot of their intentions do just the opposite of what they, they claim it's going to do. Um, it, 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 as he was saying, they're, they're actually they're not solving the homeless problem. They they tend to they tend to make it worse. And I just think that's a good locally. I just I don't hear anyone talking about the damage that that there's there's no like where are these where are these coming from? The people that are claiming that there are 500 people that are still right now living out on the street. I I don't, I'm not convinced. I don't know how they know that. I just don't understand. America must immediately produce more oil and gas. He's right on that. Um, He also came out with. My colleagues and I are documenting the rampant murder, overdose, sexual assaults in California's open drug scenes. That is is going to be a that's going to be a documentary worth seeing. But locally, everyone, and I, I think in some ways, the media they they're just guided to go down kind of the narrative that that people want them to put put forward so he he was also if governor was gonna you know came out with an idea of how he could try to clean up a lot of the homelessness let me play this was where he was saying he would use the national guard on on day one to um Try to clear it up. Seems like it's We're going to come in on my inauguration day with legislation that goes in front of the legislature, and I'm going to take emergency actions as governor to deal with the disaster. We can get FEMA shelters set up, triage tents. We can get the National Guard involved if we need to in a strictly civilian capacity. How many people do you need in terms of like counselors, police uh, officers, law enforcement, just to handle the homeless problem? It seems like you need a, a team. Oh. It's a huge, that's, that's a great question. That's in many ways, there's sort of the institutional arrangement. There's where do you start geographically? There's how do you do the legal side? I assume we'll just be sued by ACLU. That's fine. Yeah, so yeah. it seems like it's going to be. Gonna you know, in. think of that, folks, just the number of people who would be trying to stop anything like that. Now, as I was saying, I want to. At some point, I'm going to talk about the Alex Jones yesterday, how he had Kanye West and Nick Fuentes on. And 
it um once people got past the shock it, it was it that there's no way that that interview would have taken place in traditional media because they they just because you're not supposed to talk that way you're not supposed to say anything like that you're but but I think as I was saying I think one of the the best ways to combat hate speech is in fact by fleshing it out and then pointing out to people where they're wrong so the today show did a piece on on them yesterday and also him uh, being on um, being suspended from Twitter I want to I want to play some of this. Um, so this was on the Today Show. Surrounding rapper Kanye West. Yeah, MCC Patterson is in Los Angeles with that story. Steve, good morning. Tom, guys, good morning. After a slate of recent anti-Semitic comments, West is doubling down and going further with incendiary language, drawing widespread backlash in addition to a suspension now from Twitter and a warning that some of this language may be upsetting. This morning, the rapper Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, at the center of a firestorm again. Now banned from Twitter after more anti-Semitic comments and posts. West's account suspended Thursday night after he posted a now-deleted image of a swastika inside a star of David. Twitter owner Elon Musk confirming West's suspension while replying to another Twitter user, writing, I tried my best. Despite that, he again violated our rule against incitement to violence. Account will be suspended. West's Twitter account has been restricted before over anti-Semitic comments, but he returned to the platform in November. Musk has said that the account was restored by Twitter before he took ownership. Earlier yesterday, during a lengthy interview with conspiracy theorist Alex Jones on his Infowars show, dressed in a full mask, West attacked Jewish people, spread more anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, and praised Nazis, also saying this. I see good things about Hitler also. When Jones says he didn't like Nazis, West interjected. Jewish leaders have warned of heightened fears of anti-Semitic hate recently. West has been one of the most famous voices sharing anti-Semitic comments over the past few months, causing him to lose millions of dollars in lucrative partnerships. Now appearing on the Infowars program with white nationalist Nick Fuentes, both dined with former President Donald Trump just before Thanksgiving at his Mar-a-Lago club. Trump, who is also running for office in 2024, said he did not know who Fuentes was and that West expressed no anti-Semitism at the dinner. And that is not all. The new ban comes hours after it was announced West would no longer be buying the alternative social media platform Parler. The company says the termination of the deal was mutual. Guys, back to you. You know what I find, folks, there was nothing really terrible about that as far as upsetting or foul language. So they said those things. And they, listen, I get it. They, They are... Um, ups- I don't know if upsetting is the right word. They're, they're disgusting. They're disgraceful. He actually doesn't know what he's talking about. But they 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 are words. They're not, you know, I go back to that in North Kingstown town, uh, school committee person saying using the wrong pronoun is a form of violence. They're, they're, they're words that he's using. And when you flesh them out. I mentioned that the Washington Post had a good story saying what Kanye West needs is a good history lesson. It's a fraud that's being 
perpetrated upon him. I don't think he, you know, some of these apologists, well, he's obviously crazy. Well, he's he's actually, he's not crazy. I, I think it's all because he's upset with, as I mentioned, his own personal manager. That's who he's upset about. The rest of this is just, just acting out. And his own personal manager happens to be Jewish. Now, the guys with him may... They're purposely leaving out, and he's not a victim, but they're leaving out information that is is leading him to believe some of these things, if that's a, a way to explain it. Um, it. It was funny yesterday how they were saying that Alice Jones was like the, the voice of reason. But the Washington Post, a history lesson for ye. Hitler would have sterilized your children. Now, that's something that Milo and Laura Loomer and some of these extremists on the right, that they're not telling him. Who wrote this in the Washington Post? I keep it. Jillian Brocknell continued his anti-Semitic tear Thursday, an appearance with Alex Jones, praising Nazis and Adolf Hitler. Hitler, leader of the Nazi party, oversaw the murder of six million Jews, countless others he deemed inferior to, quote, Pure Germans, including Polish, uh, gay people, people with disabilities. Then there was another group Hitler targeted that he may be less familiar with. Black people. Hitler thought black people were inferior and, quote, dirty. Black Germans were sent to concentration camps. Black children were forcibly sterilized. African-American, African-French prisoners of war were often subjected to worse treatment by German captors, including execution, according to the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum. Now, if people are going to say, well, that's all, if people are going to say it's all lies, well, then there's no point in having a conversation. But in Mein Kampf, Hitler's book, 1925, he uses a certain derogatory term, Rhineland bees, to describe children born of marriage between... German women and African men serving in the French military. Repeatedly called interracial relationships between white and black people a sin against God. In 1937, he approved forcibly sterilization of approximately 500 biracial black children. A fact kept hidden until 1979, when a German historian exposed the plot. West has four biracial children with his ex-wife, Kim Kardashian. With tens of thousands of black people living in Nazi Germany when Hitler instituted the 1935 Nuremberg Laws, which denied black German citizenship, forbid them from attending German schools, and most from employment. Nazi cultural minister Joseph Goebbels forced thousands to perform in a dehumanizing, which the Nazis used a propaganda tool and try to gather all black people under one tent. He also banned music like jazz, and the Nazis even imprisoned an African-American jazz trumpeter who was on tour in Denmark when the Nazis took over. She was released in 1942, but never recovered from the experience. Historians know black Germans were sent to concentration camps. Well, at least some were killed, like a black German actor. Others were subjected to cruel medical experiments. Nazis never had an organized plan to exterminate them, according to the museum, because mostly the numbers were far few to start. 
Historians have also uncovered evidence black POWs. This is again in the Washington Post from the United States and France were treated more severely than their white counterparts. So Yee's anti-Semitic comments are new to the public, but he reportedly admired Hitler for some time. In 2018, he wanted to name his new album Hitler, according to four sources. Now, part of this is trying to be outrageous. We haven't seen anyone go on a media tour, I think, the way he is since Charlie Sheen. I believe later admitted he was on crack and went off the rails with the tiger blood and all these different interviews. But my point is, okay, he's saying these things. Now, obviously, Alex Jones didn't correct him on it, the people with him. But I think there's a lesson here that you don't just silence the person. You counter it with facts. You counter the hate speech with facts. He is ill-informed. I don't. I don't think he is. Is I don't know what. I, I, I'm not going to try to project or predict what this this guy is. But my point is, you know, we we have gone too far with where everything is just can't be said. The um, the crowd. The crowd that is talking about that none of this should ever be discussed is wrong. Facts will guide people to the truth. He's not dealing in truth. That's not an educated, informed opinion. And also, people are so sensitive about words. There is an element of the snowflake thing. I told the example I gave an example in the first hour that I was on another radio station. I had some members of Black Lives Matter in studio. And as they were telling a story and talking amongst themselves, they were using the N-word. And then afterwards, someone in radio management was upset and said, I can't believe, you know, that that was allowed. And and I think I think they were trying to beep it out, but and I said, I, 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 but, but tell me why. And he said, because it's offensive. And I said, offensive to, to who? He said, offensive to, to people of color, black people. I said, yeah, but they're the black people that are using it. <laughs> what, I, so what are you talking about? I, I'm, I'm not saying I disagree, but they're the ones using the word. They were the ones using the word. You're all upset. And he said, well, I was offended by it. I said, well, then you should have told them that. I don't know what to tell you. What, what, are, you, what, like, what, what are we talking about here? Some members of BLM were in the middle of a live interview, were telling a story, and they were dropping the N-word. And the white radio management person who I had to deal with was said he was offended by it. <laughs> well, then you should have expressed that to them because they didn't seem offended by it. I think they'd say they're offended that you're offended. I don't know where to go with that. I don't know what to tell you. You're offended that they're using that word. Well, don't we, that that is an offensive word, but it's mostly offensive to people of color. Well, they shouldn't have used it. Well, then you should have told them that. They seem pretty comfortable using it. They were used comfortable using it on air and off air. Tell them you don't like it. Suggest you listen to a rap album. There seems to be a lot of use of that word. I don't know. <laughs> well, I just, yeah, I, I, I recognize that. 
They were also, well, whatever. I'm not going to get into a big thing on it. But my, my point is, it was astounding to listen to this type of talk. I think because it is so misguided. That's not a formed opinion. And I know what people are going to say. They're lying about the whole thing. I don't believe that. I can't stand people who cherry pick facts. I can't stand that. Oh, okay, so the historian that picked that up about Hitler and, and sterilizing black Germans. So the historian is lying, but the people you're using as a source are not. Okay, well, that doesn't make any sense. That makes no sense, as a matter of fact. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show at 126, you know, I have a question for you, and it's not a popular question. There was a, um, there's a story making the rounds right now. Did you hear about the guy that he got kicked off the bus? They wouldn't wait for the lawsuit now. Um, I think in Boston. And he was. Man and his pet rat were escorted off an MTA bus after other riders felt unsafe. So. A 56-year-old man and his pet rat sitting on his shoulder, causing other riders to feel unsafe and leave the bus to go into the public safety. The officer explained the MBTA policy on animals the man had to be escorted off with his pet rat. So, cue the, cue the, um, cue the lawsuit on this one. My, my point is, right now, as you're listening to me at 127 on this Friday, I have a question for you. If, in fact, you have termites or bed bugs, which many times, by the way, comes from people, the bed bugs get on a suitcase, and then when people are traveling and they put the suitcase on their bed to unpack, that's how then they get bed bugs, uh, bed bugs, ants. Do you have roaches? Do you have mice? Do you have rats? You don't consider pets. Many other pests. Do you have unwelcomed visitors into your home? Do you have illegal alien pests? If the answer is yes, three words, Falcon Pest Services. Call today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401 739-1322, 739-1322, 739-1322, 739-1322, Falcon Pest Services, residential, commercial, special discount offers, whether it's a home, multifamily housing, condo, apartment, office building, can happen with a restaurant, schools, hotels, any commercial business, maybe it's a one-time, maybe it's Monthly. Maybe it is quarterly. Year-round protection. Falcon Pest Services. Call today, 401-739-1322. Let me just quickly read this story about this gentleman. Man and his pet rat escorted off the MBTA bus after other riders felt unsafe. Transit police were called to Jamaica Plain. Passenger, police said there were uh, disturbance on the bus, Jackson Square, 5 o'clock. 56-year-old man, pet rat sitting on his shoulder. Other riders felt unsafe and excited. 
Officers explained the policy regarding animals. The male and the rat had to be scored off. The officers explained no other information about the incident. As I said, cue the lawsuit. All right, I want to, um, there's another story I just saw. So, um, Antonio Brown is in trouble again. Did I see that correctly? Yes. An arrest warrant has been issued for Antonio Brown. Boy, there's a surprise. Speaking of people that have lost their mind, Tampa police Here we go. issued for former Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Steelers wide receiver Antonio Brown in a domestic violence case. Tampa police say Brown and an unidentified woman got into a physical altercation at his home on Monday. Brown allegedly threw a shoe at the woman and tried to evict her from the house. Police were unable to get him to unlock his doors and come out. Brown is facing a misdemeanor battery charge. Still not good. That guy is always in trouble. Now, the latest on that University of Idaho case. College students. One victim's father is now speaking out about the unsolved case. He sat down with NBC's Morgan Chesky to share his fears and his frustration. Morgan, good morning. Yeah, good morning. And it was an absolutely heartbreaking conversation with Stephen Gonzalez, who says that every day is a battle. He fears that this case could grow cold because it's now been 19 days since he lost his daughter, Kaylee, and her three friends. And he's now calling for justice. I don't know how you catch a criminal if you don't even know what you're looking for. This morning, Stephen Gonzalez sharing his fear and frustration, not only facing the heartbreaking loss of his daughter, Kaylee, and her three friends, but the fact that their killer is still at large. It's going to be a cold case if we don't do something within the next week or two. A police spokesperson says the case is the department's highest priority, with Moscow PD working around the clock alongside state police and the FBI. We're definitely making progress. We're putting the pieces together. And I think when that picture is done, I think we'll have a real clear definition of what occurred and where to go. Gonzalez says he respects the need to withhold some information, but is frustrated by what he calls a lack of communication from law enforcement, leaving the father of four slowly losing his patience. Every day that goes by and you don't hear anything, what does that do? Just tell me statistically I'm going to have to do more work myself. I'm not going to sit here and just be a crybaby dad. On the college campus, the victims attended just weeks ago. The mystery surrounding their deaths, convincing some students to do remote learning until someone is caught. I'm coming home this weekend back to Boise because of it. My family is very concerned, and rightly so. One criminal profiler telling NBC News it's possible the attacker could show up at community events commemorating the victims, such as this candlelight vigil. It wouldn't be at all surprising if the killer, if he does indeed live in the community, would show up at some of these public events simply to observe, if you will, the outcome of his crime. That's why Gonzalez says his family won't be holding a public memorial for Kaylee. I can't do it public if he's sitting there laughing and smirking and feeding off everybody's misery. If I can keep any part of this animal's fantasy from coming true, then I'm going to do it. And overnight, we are getting some new details from Moscow PD, who says that a sixth individual has been identified as having been on the lease of that home where this horrific crime took place. Up until recently, it was believed that only five people lived there. Police say they don't believe this individual was there at the time of the crime, but this only adds a new layer to this ongoing mystery that everyone here has a conclusion sooner than later. Yes. Boy, that is really remarkable, folks, how, as I mentioned, 
And again, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Four college students were murdered. I know it sounds brutal. It is brutal. And they do not know who stabbed them. Let me go to, how about LeBron James? He's upset about Kyrie Irving and the anti-Semitism. And he talks about a 1957 photo, cowboy owner Jerry Jones. Let me hear this. I got one question for you guys before you guys leave. This is the media. I was thinking when I was on my way over here, I was wondering why I haven't gotten a question from you guys about the Jerry Jones photo. But when the Kyrie thing was going on, you guys were quick to ask us questions about that. Okay. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I don't even want you guys to say nothing. When I watched Kyrie talk and he says, I know who I am, but I want to keep the same energy when we're talking about my people and the things that we've been through. And that Jerry Jones photo is one of those moments that our people, black people, have been through in America. And I feel like as a black man, as a black athlete, as someone with power and a platform, when we do something wrong or, or something that people don't agree with, it's on every single tabloid, every single news coverage, it's on the bottom ticker, it's asked about every single day. But it seems like to me that the whole Jerry Jones situation photo, and I know it was years and years ago and we all make mistakes, I get it. But it seemed like it's just been buried under like, oh, it happened, okay, we just we just move on. And I was just kind of disappointed that I haven't received that question from you guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> this LeBron. Wow. Race continues to be an issue. Folks, it's 135. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Let's see. I want to stay on schedule. This portion of our program is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, right now on this sunny Friday, I'm looking at a blue sky. And perhaps you have an appliance that is not working properly. Does that sound like you? And this weekend, you're penciled in that you're supposed to do something about it. All right. Well, I have a suggestion. I'm going to give the phone number right now. And you can jot it down. And you can call Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401 710 7096. 401-710-7096. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. What will they repair? When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. 401-710-7096. You can also find them on Facebook. Now, what will they repair? Well, let's start with washing machine or a dryer or refrigerator. Is there something wrong with your stove, oven, microwave, garbage disposal, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096, 401-710-7096 for Ryan's Appliance Repair. I want to just type in Jerry Jones. 
I'm guessing that is a blackface, right? Would I be correct in that? Um, let's see. Um, oh, I see. No, it's not. So that's what they're talking about. In 1957, cowboy owner Jerry Jones was one of the bullies trying to stop black classmates from desegregating Central High in Little, Ar- Little Rock, Arkansas. So this is the, the photo that they're referring to. So you see a photo of a group of white students and cameras are rolling and one of them has a cigarette and they're standing in front of some black students I see that are trying to get into the school. So that that's the photo that they're um you know let me just see what he um so that's the photo. Here's the photo. You just see exactly what they say. Now he's not at the front line. He's in the back. Oh North Rock Little Rock High School. He acknowledges him in the photo, has apologized for it. Jones admitted he was there, described himself as mischievous, scared to death that day. Hmm. But I I think that would be helpful that people some some context of it. And I would hope that everybody in that photo is now disgusted at what transpired. Hey, Danielle North is leaving Channel 12. That is big. Hmm. That is a big story indeed. Where's the... Uh, I just saw folks, good afternoon, 139. We'll be doing Facebook Live later. Where's the? Okay, here it is. Jerry Jones praises LeBron after he mentions that photo. Jerry Jones took a unique path, choosing to do nothing but shower him with praise. He was asked Friday about the um, the comments. Instead of he he complimented him for roughly two minutes, he called an amazing person, the basketball player, an absolute great ambassador of the sport. Uh, it added it made buttons pop off my vest when James previously identified as a huge cowboy fan. But he sidestepped it. I'm just giving him his due, his influence. Hope he has to. Would not say he have any interest in meeting with James over it. He was not pressed further about it. See, but but also coming in with this is the whole Kyrie Irving. There is at 140, folks. There is a problem with high-profile right now men of color. Even though actually the 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 woman well that was she was Latina the um, the woman that was arrested on the east side for leaving the anti-Semitic notes at that center at Brown and RISD. I, I th- there's a lot going on with this. I was the only one that put her published her mugshot. If if that were a white supremacist, the local media would have been all over it, or just I should say a white individual. It sounds more like it. But as far as that. Nope, no interest in that. No interest in anything with that. What was another story I wanted to 
some good sound on. Folks, again, at 141. Uh, so there's the photo. How about this guy that James Michael Grimes treaded water for 20 hours, fell overboard on a Carnival cruise ship Thanksgiving Eve, battling jellyfish rip currents in shark-infested waters before he was being airlifted by the U.S. Coast Guard. Wow. Oh, I want to just play this. They call this Our America. Lobald takes on the home appraisal market. One black family home increased by almost half using a strategy known as whitewashing. I want to hear this. So my mom house is the blue house. Paul Austin loves Marin City. Born and raised in the historically black neighborhood just north of San Francisco, he and his wife, Tanisha, take pride in their home. After some major renovations, the couple had their home appraised, and the value was hundreds of thousands of dollars less than what they expected. He was pretty stunned by, by what she put in her report. I was angry and scared, too, because, um, you know, there was, there was so much on the line. They opted for a second opinion, this time enlisting the help of a white family friend to stand in as the homeowner. We had a conversation with one of our white friends, and she was like, no problem, I'll be Tanisha. A strategy unofficially known as whitewashing. Whitewashing is taking down your family pictures, your artwork, your hair products, your clothing, your shoes, anything that could lead someone to say, I think this person might be black. I think this person might be Latino. So it pays for 1.482. Almost 1.5, $500,000 more. The Austin story, just one of several homeowners profiled in the documentary, Our America Lowballed, spotlighting alleged home appraisal discrimination and the systemic impact it has on families of color. So the, the property was never the question. It was who was occupying the property at the time of the appraisal that was the question. What we found after looking at more than 50 million refinance applications is that in predominantly black neighborhoods, they're almost five times more likely to be lowballed or underappraised. The documentary also taking a look at the diversity of licensed appraisers across the United States. The appraisal industry is not diverse at all. One analysis showed that when it comes to the appraisal industry, 96% are white and just 4% are people of color. That's a huge disparity. And so this reporting on the devaluation of black and Latino homes has spurred new state laws and led President Biden to create the Property Appraisal Valuation Equity Task Force to identify solutions to root out appraisal bias. Our America Lowbald is streaming today on Hulu and online at lowbald.abc. But Cecilia, that one family, half a million dollars. Staggering. Yes. Staggering. Folks, we're still dealing with race. We're still dealing with race. Right now, it is... 144, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, let's check in. Let's see if we can find our friend, John Francis, at Competition Shooting Supplies. Holiday season is here, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. It's a gun store. He's my gun guy. Um, let's see. All right, let's see. Now, he was supposed to be back in the shop yesterday. And we're going to, let's, um, let's find out about that. 
that is false info. What is with these people? I can't stand this stuff. Someone, I, I posted. You are posting false information. The guy blew a point. Oh, seven. The limit is point oh eight. Educate yourself. Why? You notice that people who don't know what they're talking about have no problem sharing their their information. Ah, oh, my goodness. Some of these people are just annoying. But folks, we have to deal with it. I do deal with it. I was explaining to someone. Oh, that again? No. No. No, there was no... There was no extra music in this. Hmm. You know what is so annoying is if <laughs> someone rides by with sanity, someone rides by and the radio is playing a certain song, they, they come after you on it. I, I can't control that. Uh, all right, I want to see. We don't know, actually, if Jay Francis, John Francis, is a competition. I think he's a competition shooting supplies. He had a procedure. Well, we might as well find out. Folks, especially, it's a big weekend with uh, the Christmas shopping. John Francis did post that he was feeling better. Folks, join us on the line right now. Is this John Francis? Yes, it is. Oh, there he is. All right. John Francis, Competition Unit Supplies. That's John DiPietro. First of all, how are you feeling? Um, still, it hurts quite a bit, but okay. at least I'm on my feet now. All right, good. All right. Well, I didn't, I saw you posting and it said you think you were going to be back in the shop on Thursday. So I thought I would give it a shot. And here it is Friday and you are back in the shop, John Francis. Uh, I am here today. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to last the day. Okay. Um, it's been um, it's been a little more difficult than I anticipated. All right. Well, let me ask you this: If you were to do a Facebook posting, and someone's listing for today or tomorrow, what is something that you would like to point out to them that you have that that's very peop- many people would be interested in? Well, uh, so uh, I've had a couple of my good friends that have been in here helping me uh, this week. So uh, they're helping, you know, we're kind of cleaning the place up. Good. Rearranging things. So we found a ton of ammo that I didn't know that I had. So I'm very well stocked on 9mm range ammunition. Uh, As far as guns, I got a good selection of uh, 9mm and 380 uh, self-defense guns, home defense guns. Uh, We've got um, hollow point defense rounds as well. Um, Smith & Wesson is running a $50 rebate this till the end of this month. 
So buy any any new M&P Shield EZ model, and you get a $50 Visa gift card uh, from Smith & Wesson. And I have a couple of different versions uh, in stock as we speak. Well, that is fantastic, John Francis. And folks, we want to remind people that if the gun lover in your life who's on your list... The uh, gun enthusiast, hey, John Francis, a, a gift certificate is always a great gift. Absolutely. And, in fact, one of the first customers today picking up uh, his, new, his, uh, his new choice uh, utilized a $100 gift certificate that his family had picked up for him. Folks, again, we're speaking with John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies. John Francis, you are open today till what time and then tomorrow? One uh, way so today, one way or the uh, other. Well, today we're here till 6, and tomorrow we are here until 4 o'clock. Okay, and remember, folks, whatever it may be, competition is open. This is the season, and especially sounds like very exciting with the ammo that was found. Yes, absolutely. Good. All right. All right, John Francis, feel better, and I'll see you soon. Okay, thank you, John. All right, folks, there it is. John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. I'll tell you, like, an annoyance of... um, of this this guy put boy they, you know because the police pulled over this guy in in Cranston last night as I was riding with them with Cranston PD live, bad for business, it's gonna cost you and no no it's not, the guy blew a point oh seven. What is wrong with these people? He blew a point oh seven. It's not costing him anything. They let him go. The legal limit is point oh eight. Ah. Uh. So Danielle North is leaving WPRI. Hmm. Big loss for us. Wonderful colleague. Hmm. That is, um, well, I tweeted it first, I think. But anyhow, um, it is a major loss for WPRI. Hmm. Now, let's see. What, what time was mine? I did it at one thirty-three. And then what time did the guy from the journal do it? This one's very competitive. Um, 148. All right. Well, that was, that was after mine. Leaving the station. Yee. She is a talent. It doesn't say when, but she is a talent, Daniel North. Speaking of talent, folks, it's 152. 152 on a Friday means one thing. Well, let's now. I, no promises here, folks. This portion of the program, watched by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, Forty Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge. They're waiting for you at the Lodge tomorrow night. Tomorrow at five o'clock, PCURI at URI. You can watch the action, and then plus all your college football and then NFL action on Sunday at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Let's see if we can find Marie, and it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, folks, on this sunny Friday. If you're on Menden Road, you folks, there she is on this sunny Friday in December. I said, let's see if we can find Marie. She's the queen of health. Good afternoon and happy Friday, Marie. Good afternoon and happy Friday. Yeah. And Marie, it is a sunny blue sky Friday on Menden Road. That it is. All right. Now, Marie, right now, there are people on Menden Road. There are people that are going to be out tomorrow. I have a feeling if they would pop into It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, you have some great suggestions on some beautiful, unique gifts. 
Oh, for sure. When it comes to skincare, soaps, incense, crystals, a lot of nice ideas of things that you can give teas if you have a, a family member who is a tea drinker. So from the teas to the, the infusers and box teas, bulk teas, we have quite a variety. Now, I also received an email from Michael that said, uh, John, I listen each week. Can you please ask Marie? Apparently, he has a bad lower back. Could some of the hemp in CBD help his bad lower back? For sure. We we have some that are oral, so the oils that you can take orally. And then we also have a number of different lotions and balms that he could put on his back as well. Folks, again, we'll speak with Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Marie, you also have some tremendous local, some local products, uh, people, things that are made locally that you sell at It's My Health. Yeah, we just added on two new companies, local companies, New England companies, one out of Vermont who's making a a really lovely deodorant. It's a deodorant bar. Um, Very nice. It's made with a tapioca starch rather than being made with uh, baking soda. That can be really harsh for some people and the arrowroot. So really nice comes in an unscented and and a lightly scented. And then another company out of New Hampshire that has taken collagen, which is really good for the bones, the joints, the skin, the digestive system. A lot of people like the powder. They put it into into their coffee. She made it into like a little toffee, like a little taffy kind of chew, but very soft. Her idea was, especially the elderly, they really need the collagen that they don't want to do the powders, they don't want to take capsules, but they can have this chew every day, and it's easy if they, even if they have dentures, they're soft, they just dissolve in the mouth, and they're really tasty. Folks, so again, two new companies, local companies, we've added in. I love that. Folks, it's it's my health. It's Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, the Queen of Health. What are your hours for, and remember, folks, the service is second to none. What are your hours for the remaining part of this Friday, and then what about tomorrow, Super Saturday? We are here till 5.30 today, and then tomorrow we're here from 9 to 4. Tonight we also have a gong bath, a sound healing, um, so a number of people coming to that. We still have a few spaces left. Oh, wow. Touch on that a little bit. So sound is a very important healer. So people come, get comfortable on the floor. They bring their blankets and pillows and all kinds of comfy things, and then they use gongs, these big... Um, discs that they that they bang and then they use they'll come over you with drums they'll come by with rain sticks they have a number of different sound makers and you just get lost in the sound and you can feel it almost breathing into into your body and by the time you leave you're feeling kind of zombie-ish you know because you're really really relaxed and we do it about four or five times a year and marie what about some people that say they want to get some stocking stuffer type gifts for people in their office or maybe you know someone that they work with what are some areas you may point them to we do have some some nice small things with essential oils and sprays we have some um, bath bombs and um, fizzies for the for the tub if you have somebody who who you know likes to take a bath we've got um, room sprays we have soaps that are really 
really nicely scented. So there are a lot of nice little stocking stuffer or office kinds of gifts. I also received the nicest email from Anne Marie that said she was blown away on your selection of teas, Marie. So you have a new fan. Can you just touch on the teas? An ever-growing selection as various herbalists come in or, you know, people who are who are exploring reading books and they, they ask for um, some herb that I may not have. We're always adding to that, but we have hundreds of teas and spices in bulk, and then we have hundreds of boxed teas with just simple herbs to varieties of, of teas of combinations, including teas that have water-soluble CBD. So that can be really nice, too, and a nice way to get some CBD without, you know, the ugly taste of the, uh, of the, the hemp. She is the queen of health, heavy is the head that wears the crown, but she's up to the task. Folks, it's Marie at It's My Health, 1099, Menden Road in Cumberland. Marie, keep up the great work. You're building fans every single week. Enjoy today, tomorrow, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. Have a great weekend. All right, folks, there it is, Marie at It's My Health, 1099, Menden Road in Cumberland. Folks, good afternoon. I am so glad I am getting some more information on that Richard Gardner. So Danielle North leaving Channel 12, WPRI in the morning. That's a big loss. She said she wants to look forward. She's going to do something outside of the business. I think that's interesting. We'll see if, um, not that I don't believe her, but if I'm Channel 10, that's a pretty valuable person that would then suddenly be available in the market, maybe in the spring or what have you. All right, listen, it's 159. It's John DePietro. Great job by JR. Folks, thank you for listening. Visit the website if you want to see our video, Cranston PD Live. We had a good, uh, very good episode last night. Catch up on all the episodes. We will be doing Facebook Live later. Enjoy this weekend. Remember, shop local, support our local retailers. Be careful out on the roads. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. We'll be on Facebook later. Facebook Live, Facebook Watch, and then back to WNRI Winsocket. WNRI.